Is it cold enough for you? Don't you hate it when people ask you that? It is probably a little brisk where you are if you're listening to us right now. Most of the contiguous states in the United States are a little frigid today, the day that we're dropping this podcast, but that's okay. That's why we're here, to warm your heart, to warm your soul, to warm your brain, maybe. I don't know if that works, but you can get yourself a cup of cocoa, some mini marshmallows in it, kick back, and enjoy what we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast, Name That News. My name is Mark Menard. I'm here with my co-host, Zach Clark. We have gone through a week's worth of news to pull out the finest clips we could, the things that we found the most strangely interesting, and we have changed them up maybe just a little bit. We want you to try to guess what we're talking about. And on this show, what they're talking about is usually kind of weird. Isn't that right, Zach? That is absolutely correct. I'm up to my ass in snow, by the way, in case you were wondering. I can only see you from about the chest up because we record this on a Zoom chat. So I'm just imagining everything below the camera is probably just glistening white. And everything above it is flannel and stocking caps. I'm freezing. (laughs) Well, look, everybody's cold. We're just going to grin and bear it until our smile freezes to our face. So we'll start here, Mark. I'll lead us off today. And I wish I had some better news, but uh, this clip from CBS Radio heard across Odyssey stations. Uh, Well, it's not good news. Take a listen. It's the end of an era for... It's being discontinued after more than 50 years. Its manufacturer says it didn't take this lightly. Alrighty, Mark, what iconic item has been sent out to pasture? Is it A, Gushers, B, Fruit Stripe Gum, or C, Ring Pops, a juicy jewel of flavor? Three well-known candies here uh, that have been around for a long time. I know you and I both probably enjoyed these growing up. I don't think it's going to be Ring Pops, and the reason I don't think it'll be Ring Pops is because not only do you get the candy, but then you get a wearable piece of fashionable jewelry with it. I don't know if that'll ever go out of style. And you know how kids love free crap with their food. So I think ring pops are here to stay until we run out of plastic. That leaves Gushers and Fruit Stripe Gum. I don't know that I knew the Fruit Stripe Gum was still around. (laughs) I know Gushers are still around. I see them when my kid plays soccer at the concession stand. So I'm going to go with Fruit Stripe Gum because I didn't realize it was still here. Yeah, you know, Mark, I'm familiar with all these, like you said, not only from childhood, but also as the packer of school lunches myself. Mark, you are correct. It is indeed Fruit Stripe Gum, which, you know, for 10 seconds is the greatest thing ever invented. In the 11th second, it is anger, frustration, and just, oh my God, where all the flavor go. I mean, as a kid, though, that Fruit Stripe Gum with, like, the the Technicolor Zebra, oh, the nostalgia. And you know what? It trains you for life because most things that are enjoyable are enjoyable for about 10 seconds. And then you just move on with your mundane life, right? It's an unrecognized message for children that life is fleeting. It's very dark. But you know what? You got to grab onto it while you can. Grab the reins, baby, and get that enjoyment any way you can, as long as you're not going to end up in jail. KNX in Los Angeles provides us with our next clip about a network that has gone rogue in its awarding of its talent. Let's take a listen. Katie Strang uncovered the story about using fake names to win Emmy Awards. Uh, these names they re-engraved to give to their uh, their air talent, their personalities. So what network has to return the Emmys it garnered falsely? Is it A, Fox News? Is it B, CNN? Or is it C, ESPN? No matter what the answer is, Mark, this is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing that you would submit fake names, win the Emmy, take the fake name off, re-engrave the trophy and hand it to somebody who didn't win it. That is so embarrassing. I just, I I can't, the the level of cringe is, is outstanding. 
look, my first blush here is to take A or B because we know that cable news is the bane of existence in America. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out ESPN. I mean, this seems like something Fox News would do. I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Not that CNN's any better, but I've got to pick one, and I'm picking Fox News. That's it. You know what? After we've seen all the things that came out in their defamation trial, this does seem like it would be in their wheelhouse, but it is not Fox News, and it is not the equally polarizing political CNN. It is actually the sports network, ESPN. And you know what? We've had some weird sports stories come out lately with Carissa Thompson saying she made up reports on the sideline, and now ESPN is handing out fake Emmys. I came from the world of sports before I started writing news here at Odyssey, and this just seems... Like, what's going on over there? I, I leave sports and all of a sudden it just all goes to crap? What's going on? Well, it must be your fault. Maybe it's mine. I also spent about a decade doing sports as well before I slid to the news space. And, you know, Mark, I've won a couple awards myself, but maybe I should be more, you know, adventurous and I could win five or six more. It'd be great. I have a huge trophy case. I think what we're saying here is Mark Menard, Zach Clark, the moral compasses of sports, and we left, and now look what happened. The evidence speaks for itself. Earlier, Mark, you were talking about how cold it is, and certainly there are fewer places in America that are colder than Michigan's Lake Superior. This clip comes from WWJ in Detroit. Take a listen. Well, the winter storm expected to pack a wallop in the UP, especially on Lake Superior. Our Beth Fisher is monitoring that, Beth. Lake Superior could see waves up to and winds up to 60 miles an hour. Alrighty, Mark, just how big will the waves be on Lake Superior? A, 25 feet. B, 50 feet or C, 10 feet. You know, all of these waves seem extremely high. <laughs> Even 10 feet. When you think about the fact that the average person is around six feet, maybe less, that's like double, almost double the size of a person. And then to think 25 feet and 50 feet, that's just insane. You know, Mother Nature just seems mad at us lately. And I've learned to expect the worst case scenario. I'm going to go 50 feet. I'm going to say it's the worst. <laughs> You know, one of the things that people don't realize about Lake Superior and really most of the Great Lakes is that they have some similar qualities to oceans as far as size of the wave sometimes. Uh, Mark, the answer is A, 25 feet. Uh, 50 is a good guess, though, because you're right. That's usually how this how this game works. So one of the things that's interesting here, though, Mark, is, I mean, the 25-foot waves are huge. But when these storms happen that we're talking about from, you know, this past weekend, the surf swells. And so you know what people do? People in this weather will surf. Not just one guy. Like, there are surfers in Lake Superior in January. It is a thing, very popular, and, you know, pretty dangerous. Are they like the big hairy polar bear club guys? They're wearing dry suits, and they're just out there in the... But, I mean, the polar bear guys <laughs> jump right back out. These dudes are surfing, like legitimate surfers that you would see in California, except for it's 8 degrees, if you're lucky. Interesting. Interesting way to spend your day. Let's go where the surfing's a little bit warmer. Let's go back out to Los Angeles. In fact, back out to KNX. And I will get into this by saying, do you like your job? I know you and I like our job. But is there anybody out there who maybe is looking for another job? Maybe this is the job for you. It's a blast. I mean, none of us knew each other before we started this job, and now we're like a little hot dog family. So what is this apparently incredible hot dog-based job? Is it A, a hot dog taste test focus group? Is it B, a baseball stadium hot dog slinger? Or is it C, a wienermobile driver? Before we go any further, Mark, can I just say the last thing I ever want to be part of is a hot dog family. That that just I, I don't I don't like the way any of that sounds. I love glizzies, right? Amen. But I don't I don't want to be in a hot dog family. I just I, I don't. 
I don't. You know, the, the baseball stadium hot dog slinger, those jobs are actually relatively difficult. And if you're good at it, you can make a lot of money. I'm going to toss that one out. Um, the hot dog taste test focus group. Uh, I mean, count me in, right? With the Wienermobile, right? A couple things. One, when I lived in Arizona, it came to my work and I've been inside of it. It's pretty cool. And two, when I think of when I think of the Wienermobile, even though it's not the same, I think of the movie The Santa Claus, where Judge Reinhold gets the weenie whistle at the end, right? That's what ruined his childhood and why he was such an ass. And then at the end he gets it. Uh, so I'm gonna say Wienermobile just because of those things. All those things led you in the right direction. You are correct. It is a Wienermobile driver. Oscar Meyer is looking for twelve Wienermobile drivers for their six Wienermobiles to travel across the country and promote good hot dog will, I suppose, at events all over the place. But before we move on from this question, I have an extra clip for you this week because this was a part of an, a, a report by Mike Simpson at KNX, and I'm giving him some, his credit because I want you to hear how Mike Simpson got into this report about driving the Wienermobile. Have a listen. Do you remember the first time you saw a famous work of art in person? Like the Mona Lisa, the Statue of Liberty, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. That was a, a chef's kiss intro to a story, and I had to include it. Uh, it couldn't be part of the question because he says, you know, he says what it is. But I wanted to give this man his due. Well done. Bravo, sir. That might be uh, the clip of the month here on Name That News. We've never done a clip of the month. We're going we're gonna to institute it for Mike Simpson. Look, if we're talking about works of art, that intro, that lead-in, that is why Mike Simpson makes the big bucks in Los Angeles. What a genius. Proud to call him a colleague. Now, never more have I been more proud to call Mike Simpson a colleague. So that brings us to the part of the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. A question just like the other questions, except we don't give you the instant gratification. We make you come back for the following episode to find out the answer. And before we get into this week's cliffhanger question of the week, we have to refresh your memory about last week's cliffhanger question of the week. And finally assuage the burning desire you have for that answer. That was your question last week, Zach. Remind us what it was. That's right, Mark. It comes to us from CBS Radio, heard across Odyssey stations, and it involves one of my all-time favorite people. Laid back. Snoop Dogg may switch up from the gin and juice to when he's a Alrighty, Mark, what is Snoop Dogg's latest gig? Is it A, he's releasing a country album, B, he's joining the college football playoff selection committee, or C, he's going to be a commentator for the 2024 Summer Games in France. That's the Olympic Games. We talked about this a little bit last week. All three of these things you could actually see Snoop doing because you could see Snoop doing just about anything. However, commentating for the 2024 Olympics in France. First of all, Snoop Dogg in France is a story that writes itself, my friend. Uh, and I think you realize this. Also, I know that Snoop has done Olympic commentary in the past. He and Kevin Hart did some commentary for the last Olympics that was absolutely breathtakingly wonderful. Hearing them comment on events they had no clue what they were about and just hearing Snoop react to the, some of these things, always in a positive manner, always very funny. So I could see him doing that again. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna hope that Snoop is back commentating on the Olympics this year. 
my favorite moment from that was when they were watching the equestrian, the dressage or whatever, and the horse was doing the thing, and he's like, oh, my God, the horse is crip walking, and he's like, I'm going to bring that horse on tour with me. I'm like, this is great. Yes, Mark, that is the answer. It is C. He's again going to be a commentator uh, for the 2024 Olympics in France. But it sounds like this time, though, Mark, instead of being in that studio like they were, I, I think he's going to be like boots on the ground. I think we're going to see even more Snoop Dogg this year, actually. So let's party. I won the question, but we all win when Snoop Dogg commentates at the Olympics. So another piece of wonderful news to lead off 2024 here. We're just getting this year off to a great start. And now that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week, coming to us from KFTK in St. Louis, where uh, they reported on something odd going on down in Miami. If you missed this, there's this this, this video from, from Miami, Florida, from a few days ago. Every police car in town converges on this little mall area. And then somebody, there's this picture of somebody walking along the front of the mall. You see this aerial view. And it and somebody's claiming it was a 10-foot tall and all the police there were because of the and people were fleeing. So what did people think was roaming around in front of the mall in Miami? Was it A, Bigfoot? Was it B, an alien? Or was it C, one of those giant skeletons from Home Depot that someone put a remote control? So we won't answer this now. We'll get to it next week. But... I'll tell you what, Mark, we can talk about it and certainly uh, see the giant skeletons. Those are so popular. Like I, over the last couple of years, I don't know like what when it exactly started, but I, you notice, you know, quite a few houses these days have them and it would be awesome if one of them was remote control. Like, how much fun would that be? Like forget an RC car. Look at this 10 foot skeleton that I have and it's walking around downtown. Hell yeah. So I, look, before we go any further, I hope this is the answer. I'm not going to answer, but I hope this is it. You know what I like? I like when the people adapt the skeleton to later holidays like they put a santa hat on it or you know whatever they got to do to keep it in their yard and keep it keep it in their hearts year round that's what i like very classy now the other two are of similar realm right like are they real are they not real can we see them can we not see them but we usually depict aliens as being small i don't know why that is and i'm gonna start with marvin the martian so i, I don't know and bigfoot though <laughs> bigfoot shows up everywhere air quotes so interesting we will answer that one next week when you come back and you join us again, like we know you will, because we're likable guys. We're fun to be around. And we like being part of your day as well. So come back to us next week. We'll give you the answer to that question. We'll have a whole new slate of questions for you as well. But for now, special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. Special thanks to you for joining us. And if you like what you heard, please pound that subscribe button. Bookmark us on your browser. Set a reminder on your calendar. Because we're here every single week with another fresh new episode of Name That News. Stay warm. Stay warm.